Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Lane, it's another day. How it is another you? day. It's beautiful How? here in San Francisco. Is it? Oh, it's gorgeous. I feel so grateful. Yeah. Well, we already know where Megan is in Mexico is beautiful. Mexico. Here, here it's beautiful, but it's getting cold because we're expecting a little cold front, a little snow this weekend. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, I do miss snow at Christmas. I, I will give you that. Yeah. Tropical Christmases just aren't the same. No, I bet. I bet. Lane. I love that mural behind you, Lane. Did you hey, do that? Thanks. Yeah, it's it's up there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I want one of those. Yeah. Yeah, Etsy. Etsy has everything. Oh, so you didn't do it? No, I'm not that talented. Okay. <laughs> but you no. could be. I, well, in another life, maybe. <laughs> Not this one. I have tried, you know, when I was born, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an artist. You know, I was, I came out wanting to be an artist and th there is no artistry. <clears throat> no. In, in the sense how I see artistry, mm. right. Mm -hmm. My perception of it is very different <laughs> than, than my actual skill set. So God gave you a voice. This is true, which I am always grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tamar. You ready to start the show? Let's start this. We I'm hanging a... out with my friend Tamar Medford. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And we're hanging out with you. This is the Now What Society. And thank you one more time for listening. We have a guest with us today, Megan Swan. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So it's a new year and it's a wellness month. We want to talk about all things women wellness. So you know, your company, your Megan Swan Wellness. Wellness. Right? This fits in perfectly. And you're also a sober curator. That's how we all met, which is super cool. Uh, so why don't you do kind of a quick intro, you know, who you are, and uh, we'll just kind of take Go it from, from there. there. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So yes, I'm a wellness coach and consultant. I'm, you know, pretty obsessed with everything wellness. I really believe, though, that there is no one size fits all wellness. So that's why I work mostly one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, in the past, it's been primarily women, although at the moment it seems pretty split down the way both, both women and men um, gravitate towards working with me to really help them find sort of a strategic wellness that works for them. So my mind less is more, uh, you know, even overwhelm and burnout can bleed into your wellness <laughs> if you're trying to do all the things at the same time. So I really um, help particularly women and give themselves permission to dial it down and see that they get oftentimes even better results or the same results doing less. Yeah, that that's something that was very difficult for me was to do less because I always thought I had to do more to accomplish the goals. And Thank you for saying that it's not one size fits all, right? Because yeah. too often, you know, you hear of all these fads, these programs, all this stuff. It's like, you have to try this. It's good for everybody. 
right? When we know, Lane and I just did an episode on DNA and we know that that's not really the way it is. It's, you know. Yeah, well, Megan, it's like, sorry. No, I was just thinking about like, how did you find yourself, you know, in the the wellness space? Like what happened? Because most of us who join the wellness ministry, wellness revolution, have some kind of profound moment that pushes them off. It's a catalyst into going down the wellness journey. So what was that for you? Uh, yeah, for me, it was uh, post second baby. I just mm. never felt like I, I was in survival mode on a daily basis. Mm. And I, at that point in my life, I wasn't trying to build a business. You know, I was teaching yoga privately, uh, but I, you know, really didn't have a, you know, I know a lot of women that are holding like a lot more than I was, but I just was not myself. Uh, I think part, you know, is all women go through this or mothers go through this process of accepting, like my life has changed forever. Uh, but really it came down to not sleeping the same and just not feeling myself. And so I was, you know, and I, I'd been teaching yoga then for almost 10 years. So I wasn't completely unhealthy. I did have some threads going on, but I, I was, it was like this double life. So I was, you know, bringing red wine back into the mix, a lot of red wine, coffee, chocolate, and like healthier treats was sort of what got me through the days. Um, wasn't sleeping that well, wasn't doing anything for myself in terms of self-care or I wasn't meditating back then. You know, like I do like short meditations at the end of a yoga practice, but not like a, a practice in of itself. Um, and yeah, I just basically also was not giving myself permission to take care of myself. I was putting my kids first and um, not really seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel on any of that changing. So I hired, well, actually one of my private yoga clients was doing her certification to be a health coach. And she asked me to be your guinea pig client. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, I'm sort of on par in terms of her level of, of knowledge in this area, but I'm like, all right, well, you know, go through the motions. And the first thing she told me was to get up 10 minutes earlier I'm telling her like, I can't, I'm not getting enough sleep. The kids are like half sleeping with me, not. And she's 10 years, my junior does not have children. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I thought of a lot of nice, not so nice things in my head. Um, and, but I'm like, okay, for two weeks, I will do that. So I started a morning routine, which was at the time, like two minutes of meditation, three yoga stretches. I was scraping my tongue and doing oil pulling um, and getting up before my kids. And it seemed silly at the time, but you know, now my non-negotiable routine is almost an hour. Like I will happily get up an hour or two before my kids just to have that window of intentional time. Isn't it funny, ironic? Uh, that you have somebody, your junior, no kids, telling you, suggesting this is what you need to do, right? Uh, but it sounds like you were broken or open, ready to change, right? Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I, I think it was more like I agreed to her experiment, you know, to help yeah. her. And so it's like, all right, let's let's um, prove whether this this system is works, mm -hmm. and you know, ultimately became 
I, you know, I also, within two months of signing, working with her, I had signed up to be certified myself. And so I did health coaching for a couple of years. And then I really brought more of holistic wellness into the mix and eventually mindset, because I believe in order to make really lifelong changes, you need to make a mindset shift. And I would argue ultimately an identity shift in order to make it not a check mark on your to-do list, you know, make it really a part of who you are and and not feel like you're trying to follow a bunch of rules all the time. I want to go back in time for one second, because I think there's something really relevant for our listeners in that it's that moment that, you know, you were doing yoga. That's what I heard you say. You were, you were actively participating in your health. You're actively thinking you are doing all the right things. Is that right? Yeah. Meanwhile, you're shaking your head. She's shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, you're, you're doing extra coffee or chocolate or wine, red wine, right? The things that from a wellness perspective, you think, oh, this is okay. This is okay. But For sure. you said I wasn't sleeping, right? You've, you said that a couple of times and I find it fascinating because there's a, a, a millions and billions of women out in the world who are on a wellness journey doing exactly that. And they're like, what's wrong with me? And I have DNA clients that come to me and they're like, what is wrong? I don't, and I can look at their DNA we can go through it. It's, and it's so clear to me that, you know, the red wine is not going to be doing you a favor right now. Right. And that's the first thing that I will look at. And for them, it's a non-negotiable. You cannot take that away from me. You cannot take my coffee away from me. And so was it really just the experiment of I'm going to do this with her or did your soul say it's time to wake up? Well, there was definitely part of that. I mean, I've been living, I'd been living a double life at that point for, I mean, meaning um, half the time I was yogi. I had owned yoga studios. I was a mm -hmm. full-time yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, yet to, I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't, it could be a really long story, but a short version of my, my children between pregnancy and breastfeeding back to back, I had like a four year sobriety window, if you will, that was, you know, fit into social norm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was still very much at that point looking forward to getting back to my old ways, if you will. And I still wasn't hardcore back into it and kind of seeing like, hmm, I don't think I'm going to really go back fully to the level of drinking, but I was still uh, not quite questioning it. It was a little bit, it wasn't far into working with her where I had this mindful drinking idea. So I did that for a year. Mm -hmm. And part of that was because my wedding was going to be like in six months. And I'd always imagined the glass of champagne in my hand at my mm -hmm. wedding. And mm -hmm. So like uh, the, all the rules around mindful drinking and it kind of worked, but ultimately I had enough times where it was the same old shame spiral. And I, and I, the part of my soul that knew I needed to look at that piece still was not aware at, you know, the, the sort of health implications, you know, I was just sick of waking up and feeling like I had to apologize to people or feeling really bad about myself. Um, it was that spiral that I knew I wanted out of. I just didn't quite see the path. And when I, like, I didn't, I didn't do AA. I am a spontaneous sobriety story. And so um, I actually listened to 
to two podcasts on an airplane, which I'd already like made the decision, but these two podcasts, it was just like solidified my, mm-hmm. my intention. And at the time I didn't say to myself, I'm quitting drinking forever. I don't think I would have ever done that. I said, I'm going to stop drinking for a year and see how I feel. After that year, how'd you feel? I, I even like three months in, I knew I was never going back and it's mm-hmm. been four and a half, almost yeah. it'll be five in March. It's, it's really so I'm fascinated by, you know, when people just say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to not drink tomorrow. I'm going to try to not drink. <laughs> I had tried that throughout my alcoholism and I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to try from this day to this day, but I have a party coming up. Yeah. So we're going to drink that day. Right. But for me, mm-hmm. when I tried, I, I always thought about it. Right. And then if something happened, my solution was alcohol. Like I, yeah. that was my solution. And as soon as I took that first sip, I'm like game over. So yeah, I had to hit a point where I was so spiritually bankrupt mm-hmm. that I'm like, something has to give here. Like I'm desperate. <laughs> yeah, the for me, the, the last, the last straw was, I drove my kids home drunk, something like I grew up with alcoholic father something. I'd like crossed so many lines at that point of things I swore I would never do as a parent. And for me, that was just like the last like real wake up moment where this is not okay. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want my kids to grow up like this on so many levels. Yeah. It's so, it's so important to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just want to say thank you. And I witness you for doing that. I'm, I'm as well, like come from that background and my son doesn't have a drunk mom. You know, I go to his basketball games and I'm screaming and cheering like what (laughs) crazy, but you know, I never had anybody at my volleyball games, never, you know? So I think alcoholic, um, alcoholism, you know, robs us of our lives and we don't see it you know, and in particular, I'm talking to mothers, right? We just don't see it because we're so busy with motherhood. And when alcohol is removed or drug of choice is removed, everything starts to change and we can show up so much better when you were, uh, so thank you for sharing all that. When you discovered that you were going to go and become a health coach, were you already plant-based? Cause I know you're a plant-based chef and I want to get into that because I love plant-based living. So let's get into like, how did you discover plant-based life? Was that the road that you were on? I mean, you were a yogi. Were you one of those like, Oh, I don't do that because I got to help the planet. No, it's not political for me. I mean, I think it's it's a really good (laughs) argument and like a nice add on, but like, Mm -hmm. let's face it. No, one's going to do it for that reason. Um, I do. But it. There are some Megan. There are, I know there's, there, I know there are massive camps. I know, but yes. um, I basically through health coaching, it takes you through like various things. And I still coach this way in terms of helping people reconsider toxins of all sorts. So mm-hmm. like, I think the first layer is, you know, get processed food out of your life as much as you can. And then Uh, you know, what's the quality of the sugar and to what degree are you consuming it? Are you consuming it in liquids? Um, Alcohol is another one. Caffeine is another one, all these things. And so for me, it became, uh, well, and then I got certified as a detox expert. So then I would, would walk people through detoxes all the time. And I came to realize that I thought, 
you know, I, I think it is just, you know, a modern wellness infused or wellness washed diet, if you will, for, or that's how a lot of people look at it. And, and therefore it's not, it's, it is a powerful tool that I think you can use and incorporate in your life um, to, as a curious scientist, if you will, to, to gain more information about what, what you're eating, how it makes you feel, how, you know, your energy levels, it's affecting your sleep, all these things. So it was kind of this process of layers and doing all these detoxes and just getting really clear for myself on how much better I felt specifically with like, it's kind of started with dairy. Well, and to answer your question as a yogi, I did, you know, get a lot of training on Ayurvedic living. And so I did do the vegetarian thing for a long time. Like I'd say uh, maybe it was even 10 years, but then when I came to live in Mexico, it was harder <laughs> to do the vegetarian thing besides eating quesadillas every single day. So in guacamole, got to have those um, quesadillas. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> More cheese, please. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So um, for me, that's kind of where it started was realizing, oh my goodness, I've been in my mind, I'd been eating healthy, which was vegetarian, which is here at least a lot of cheese. And so uh -huh. when I reconsidered my relationship with cheese, that was very informative. And I, okay, let's talk about that. Wait a minute. Cheese, but... Wait a minute. You're going so fast. Okay. Because a lot of people don't even understand that cheese is a problem or can <laughs> be considered an issue, right? So how did you get to this point of like, oh, maybe I should evaluate my relationship with cheese? Uh well, I mean really it was a book that they on the recommended reading for the as a health coach neil bernard's um the cheese trap but i mean sort of that you know plants a seed and then you have to try these things yourself and see like do you agree with and and back to there's no one size fits all wellness you know um might not be the thing for you that you need to reconsider but i do think it's worth reconsidering and when i say reconsider it's like try not doing it for two weeks, you know, journal, notice what's different in terms of your digestion, your sleep, your energy, your motivation, like your emotions. Like there's, I, I really wasn't as aware. And I, and I started, I think understanding like my relationship with impatience and anger as a mother was directly, directly related to consuming healthy in, in quotes, like sugary treats, so for me, it's like my, my current vice and probably I'll always have it because I'm not going to stop eating is sugar. And so there's ways of, of doing that better. Right. And then I think same with cheese, you know, like, it's not like it has to be all or nothing. It's like, what quality of cheese am I eating? Where is it coming from? And in what quantities? Like, I think all things plant-based living, it's about understanding the quantities and I use percentages just to help people get an idea in the beginning. But ultimately I think living is about being in this ebb and flow space where you're just trusting that, you know, what's best for your body based on how you feel. Are you a fan of Miyokonos cheese? Uh, Miyokos? cheese? I don't know. It's, it's a Greek. It's in the U S I don't know if it's down there. I guess maybe it's not in there. It's so good. Uh, it's a plant-based cheese. Not mm. always. They I have. I did see that. They have, they like have all different types. They have these rounds of cheese, kind of like Shreemu. Yes. Uh, oh my God, I love Shreemu. But at scale, right? They've scaled yeah. it. So yes. good. 
So that's the other argument about plant-based living, I think, is especially in the US and Canada, we have really great products now. Mm -hmm. It's not like even 10 years ago where it was like vegan cheese was scary. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Um, so and, like and now there's issue. like arguably more delicious products that have, you know, it's just my, my MO is just bring more plants into your life. So if that means, you know, okay, you're having a cheese, but you're also having a macadamia cheese. You're having a, mm -hmm. uh, I'm blanking on mac macadamia nut. I love, um, cashew, uh, and I love Sri Shrimu's books too, um, Julie Pyatt's books. I think it makes making your own cheese. Um, there's like lots of ways to incorporate plant-based living techniques and and sort of things into your life without making it this like massive shift. And I invite people usually, you know, start with one meal a week. If it's completely foreign concept to you, start with a meal a week where it's vegan. At the end of the day, I'm these days about 70% vegan, meaning, you know, if you think that we eat, a, you know, three meals a day, 21 meals a week, how many of those meals a week are you eating animal products? Um, you could also look at it as, you know, the percentage on your plate kind of thing. But for me, um, it's really easy to eat breakfasts that are vegan. I think that's a easier place to start for most people, except for the people that live off of eggs for breakfast. But <laughs> Do you eat eggs ever? Or are you like, a no, that's a no for no. I do. Like I'll have like a, you know, goat cheese, spinach, omelet for a nice restaurant on the weekend or something, but that's not something that I personally crave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tamar, where do you, where do you think you live on the spectrum? Definitely not enough. Uh, <laughs> cheese. Love it. It's, you know, it's one of those foods that I, I notice it when I have too much cheese my knees, they get inflamed, right? Because really, they, they do because I've had surgery sure. on both of my knees and mm -hmm. I've got osteoarthritis. Mm -hmm. Well, I can notice right away, you know, if I've gone out and had a pizza, you know, within a day or two, I'm like, oh, my knees are really achy, you know, as soon yeah. as I, I kneel down. And it's just, it's almost like one of those things like alcohol where, you know, in the beginning, you, you can feel the consequences, you see the consequences, but Every time it's presented to you, you're like, ooh, well, you've seen my eyes lit up as soon as you present cheese to me. I mean, I'm like a kid in a candy store. So that's one of those things that I do. I'm very aware of it. It's just, it's it's kind of a slow progression for me with the cheese. And I'm Dutch. That's what I blame it on. I mean, we were born around cheese and good cheese too. So yeah, for someone like me, I think that would be something cool to try this year is to challenge myself to look into more plant-based products that are cheese, right? And see, take it from there, right? At Start just replacing one thing. Yeah, the, the Miyoko's is an excellent. Good. Yeah. Is it? Very good, I, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Like you have to find a substitute if you want or something that you are just as excited. Mm -hmm. um, and also- you know, or just upgrade the quality of the cheese that you are eating. And therefore that probably means you're not going to put it on everything. Right. It's also about the, the frequency, you know, if you're having a couple of times a week, no big deal. Um, here in Mexico, they put very delicious, fresh cheese and cream, but on everything. So people eat mm -hmm. it three to five times a day mm -hmm. and it, it adds up. 
That's a lot of a lot of saturated fat in the body <laughs> that is <laughs> That's a lot. well and I noticed also with my kids um yeah. as soon as like my kids did not grow up drinking cow's milk in fact my I, I thought it was a win that my seven-year-old once I, I screwed up in the, the store and I said do you want um regular milk or oat almonds you know the, the list and he was like pause side <laughs> head tilt is cow's milk regular milk <laughs> Uh, like, uh, -huh. <laughs> uh, shoot. Yes. Yes. Most people consider cow's milk, regular milk. Um, but what I was going to say is they get sick more often. Like my kids basically never get sick very rarely. Um, but it creates mucus in the body. It inflames the body and creates mucus. So if you have any sort of problem where you feel like you're constantly getting a cold, that's another time you might, you know, take a break. Give yourself a cheese break. Get, get off the cheese. Jeez. Uh, so I, I wanted to go to recipe creation. Are you a recipe creator? I do. I haven't been doing it as much um, lately, but I mean, I do it for private clients all the time, but okay. um, in terms of like creating my own eBooks, that's something I did a lot several years ago. I love yeah. recipes. So I and of the variety where I just get into the kitchen, I just start throwing things in a pot or in a pan or in a bowl or whatever. Tamara has experienced this. Delish. And, <laughs> you know, for women who are extremely busy on the go, we're trying to get more plants into them. What are some of the things that they can do really easily? You know, you create things. So what would you share with them? Well, one thing I love to suggest, particularly at this time of year where we're more into soups is, you know, I just put to your point, like whatever vegetables I have in the fridge that need to be used up in a pot of water, I put like a tablespoon of a vegan, but you could use like chicken or um, beef bouillon, uh, you know, the healthiest version, lowest sodium you can find, but or just, you know, a whole lot of spices and some salt. And boil it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then I throw the whole thing in the blender and you have, you can strain it if you want, but I don't usually. Um, so you can have like that way it makes, you know, a quote unquote cream of something, but without the cream. Um, and I feel like that's something you could do on a Sunday and you have a little bit of that throughout the week. Um, it's also a mic. In our house, I often make leek soup, which is just slicing up a leek and doing the same thing. I don't blitz that one, but you could. Uh, so just having like a couple go-to warming um, things that are pure are vegan, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the whole meal. It can be something you're adding into the whatever. Do you boil the leeks or do you saute the leek and then... I yeah, I saute them in olive oil, some salt, and then I add in water and just depending on, you know, you can decide how, how, mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for, how thick you want your soup. Yeah. So easy. So there's two great ideas, friends. I hope that you'll, you know, make some soup. It's time to make some soup tomorrow. It's the holidays. So easy. I mean, after the holidays, it's, you know soup it's warm i love soup i had a client uh, a few years back and she made, had a crock pot and she had the crock pot always full of soup that was mm -hmm. the only thing that she she always had the crock pot full 
and she put different vegetables into it. And she says, you know, then I have it all day. My kids have access to it. You know, my husband has access to it. And then all I have to do is keep putting vegetables in it and putting water. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea, right? For yeah. women on the go, uh, you know, a crock pot, just have it yeah. there all day. I love a good vegan chili too. And I feel like you, um, if you have access, I personally love beyond meat. Um, but you can, instead of having some, arguably that's still processed at the end of the day, I think it's a good substitute, but you can do that a lot with lentils being, you know, as if you're having in terms of making a bolognese that's vegan or making, um, chili. And I love chili cause it goes in the crock pot. Same. You can make all of these soups in the crock pot. Um, and I think, I mean, I, you can sort of live off the knowledge of the blue zones diet. You know, it's not that you need to completely cut out, but you know, you're making a pot of lentils. You can have, you can chop up like one sausage and that's like making, giving a lot of flavor or, you know, bacon or something, but it's, it's, it's all about the portions and the ratio to plants and animal products, mm. just being a little bit more conscious. Yeah. What has been the one thing that you've noticed uh, with yourself uh, when you eliminated the uh, meat from your diet? Well, I mean, the number one thing is your digestion is just so much better and easier. And, and with that, I mean, so your digestion. Yeah. So your digestion. Okay. I think most people, it improves your digestion for multiple reasons. You know, I don't know if you've, you know, basically it takes your body you know, less than three hours to digest an apple and up to 24, 48 to di completely digest a ham cheeseburger. Right. And it's because there's many layers one, but also just meat has no fiber. Right. And so the number one thing you can do to improve your health is eat more fiber and that will improve your digestion. That will improve your gut health, uh, which in turn improves your mood, improves your sleep. Like it's the self-fulfilling prophecy that is very cyclical. And, um, you know, another thing that people don't necessarily think of is when they're eating and when they're consuming liquids, going back to the Ayurvedic, knowing that our, our digestive system is like a fire. So not downing massive amounts of, um, water or, you know, as a kid, I used to down a giant glass of skim milk, which is now is uh, isn't that crazy to think right. about right. now? I like, <laughs> I, I have a, a really great, one of my best friends, you know, her kids are raised on, you know, vitamin, vitamin D, the thick milk, and they can drink it at any time. It's like free flowing milk. And it just, I like, I break out in like, like, <laughs> Every time we go to a restaurant and they're like, can I have milk? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. My brother used to do that when he was a kid. He'd grab one of the big four gallon jugs and you'd see him sometimes at the fridge. Yeah. Drinking this out. And right my mom out of used the, to get oh. so mad. You know, she'd be like, do you know how much that costs? Like you can't just drink a four gallon jug of milk in one day. Oh yeah. Milk. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. It's like in my house, the kids drink lots of teas, like in the morning, um, not with caffeine, obviously, but, uh, I make teas here in Mexico, they make fresh waters every day. So I've kind of gotten that habit going, you know, it's not just, we drink a lot of water, but sometimes there's, you know, fresh lemon or orange in the water or mint or, 
um, something to jazz it up. We also do hibiscus, which could be tea or water. Um, you know, you can just add cinnamon to hibiscus water. It's really delicious. And so I, I think it's just taking away, also reconsidering, you know, I, I'm not totally against milk, but to think now of the quantity that I used to, and, and I had bronchitis, like I like oh. clockwork annually my entire childhood. Uh, and, and it's just, I didn't make those connections. Right. I mean, nobody did. It's, it's wild. I went to, uh, the pediatrician with my son early on and the doctor didn't know my background and she just bombarded me with her knowledge, which was <laughs> you have to give him milk dairy from the cow. And I, I said, no, I don't. She, and it, it was like this moment of contention. And I, it, that was the last time we saw her, uh, <laughs> because I, I could not like, I don't understand why doctors are still telling people to, you know, raise children on milk, dairy, cow, moo. I just don't get it with all the data that's out there on how it's just not great. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the milk industry is where their, their sales are going down. So they are, that's why you can get so many plant-based milks now because they've yeah. all you know everyone's thrown their hat in the uh so even even with vegan products or eating plant-based mm -hmm. it's i think still important that sort of the number one thing is to be as unprocessed as possible in whatever you're doing um so i mean if you happen to live on a farm and it's you know like raw milk <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it w works well with your system. You know, none of this might apply to you, but most of us are drinking highly processed milk and a splash. Well, I can tell you, I had a client that was 75 mm. her whole life. She'd had cream and sugar in her coffee. Mm. And after three months where she, she switched to chai tea with oat milk and honey she lost like 10 pounds. She was sleeping better. Like her whole life changed. And it was just that, that point in the day, like we didn't change anything else yeah. in her whole life. So it's, it's really understanding how it's a cumulative effect of these things. So also like you are going to get a lot of information by not doing something for two weeks, but like everything else, after you don't do it for three months or six months, et cetera, as we all know with alcohol, like there's just other things that start to improve that you didn't even yeah. consider had anything to do with that. Yeah. And I love how you're both right as mothers, because we have a lot of mothers that listen to the show that your kids are doing these things, right? Your kids are having oat milk. Cause I think, you know, just from what I've observed is a lot of it uh, comes down to convenience, right? Parents busy, grabbing things that are convenient, the processed food, like you mentioned, Megan, you know, we're, it's, we're too stuck in this. Okay. Well, this is the cheaper way to go. This is the easier way to go. Um, you know, but having your kids drinking tea and doing that kind of stuff, I mean, it's only going to benefit them now and later on in life because they'll get into this habit and this routine early on. And, you know, we were, when I was growing up, we always had the same meals every single day. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I love that. And I don't know if it's any cheaper or less expensive, right? Because 
you have to think about doctor bills, yeah. kids being sick. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned bronchitis. I'm sure your parents had to take care of you. That means they're missing work, right? Like there's, I, I don't know if it's the. Yeah. I've had several clients over the year where they're like, what? Like I, I said, I buy, you know, boxes. Well, first of all, my kids eat like four cucumbers a day between them. They like love cucumber. And so I just give them what they like, you know, instead of trying to argue with them all the time. Um, and we love berries. So I spend a lot of money on berries, which, okay, you could argue it's not like the cleanest, like it tends to be highly, um, you know, I do my best. We have, I have access to organic strawberries. Like we, we spend a lot of money on berries and I don't mind if my child eats an entire box of blueberries. Yeah. And some clients are like, oh my goodness, that's so expensive. And I'm like, okay, what do you spend at the pharmacy on over-the-counter medicine? Yep. What do you spend on, you know, high quality meat maybe? Like uh, it's just the priorities and it's like a mindset shift on, well, yes, produce is expensive, but if <laughs> you're getting- But it's not, it's not like $6. So it's, let's just think that a container of blueberries is $6. Maybe sometimes here it's $7 in San Francisco right? Uh, mom goes to Starbucks and buys a, you know, a double latte caramel macchiato thing, which is seven fifty. Okay. Yeah. So it's again, the mindset piece that you're talking about here is so relevant, Megan. It, it, and this other piece of the convenience, you know, you know, chicken fingers Tamar. It's gotten better. Um, it, it's not, it's not doing anybody any favors. So I love that you're just giving your kids berries and just saying, go at it because in the long run, you know, the polyphenols, the antioxidants, you're building their immune system. It, it just, it's winning. You're winning, you're winning. And that's what we, that's where we want our listeners to go. We want them to go in that direction of saying, yes, eat the berries. I'm going to have one less Starbucks or one less whatever. It's, it's changing that perception of what, where, where are my dollars going? Be smart, be smart. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to miss the access here to relatively inexpensive produce. I mean, there's a organic market, like it's just insane, but um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and I'm not. I, I will confess, for example, there are conversations that happen in my house where it's like, here, eat this bowl of broccoli, but I'm like talking, you know, like two cups of broccoli, and then you can have your 20 minutes of iPad. And they're like, okay. So there's like all the things they like to eat. And then I get sort of my, my vegetable tax, if you will, in on a daily, but also they understand. And I explain in depth, like, what are the benefits? I point out to them how they don't feel great when they have these other things that are full of chemicals or, you know, that their digestion has you know stopped basically for a 24 hour period. Um, I just look at it all as moments to teach them and, um, yeah, sometimes they order milk in a restaurant and I don't flip out or anything. It's more like, I, I also don't want my kids to grow up with any, any sort of restriction ideas around food. It's more giving them the tools and the, the knowledge and the wisdom, their internal wisdom too, to understand what's best for them. And, and, you know, and we're, we all once in a while need to go far away from what's not best for us and kind of, you know, 
clarify, remind ourselves <laughs> deeply, oh, right, that's why I don't eat, you know, a box of chocolates. <laughs> I love that. And I love the not restricting, right? Because I know, actually, I, I a friend of mine in high school, his parents told him, we're going to give you, you know, a large sum of money if you don't drink till you're 21. So he did that. But guess what happened when he turned 21? Unfortunately, alcohol, drugs, he was a mess. Like it just, it completely backfired. So thanks yeah. for mentioning that. Lane, do you got anything else to add? I love this conversation. I just think it's so important to put ourselves forward, right? Like women in our health uh, and, you know, I'm pro plant, like I'm just pro plant because we live in a culture, a society where it is about convenience. It's, it's, we're overwhelmed, right? We're so overtaxed that we're just grabbing for things. Uh, and why not grab that broccoli? <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I think for me as a mom, like it's so key to have a massive bowl of fruit. Like the first thing we're also habits of creatures of habit. So whatever you see in your kitchen is what yeah. the first thing you're going to think to eat. So all of the, the snacky stuff that they take to school is, you know, not hidden, but well put away. And the first thing you see into my kitchen is, you know, six kinds of fruit that you could have. Mm -hmm. Also, when you open the fridge, it's all the cucumbers, like it all, it's not all hidden in the drawers. It's all there ready to eat. Um, and so, yeah, I think just carry a green apple with you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're one of these moms or one of these women who is like, oh my God, you know, I am not Megan. I am not a wellness person. I can't, my refrigerator looks a mess. Welcome to my world. Okay. So this is reality over here. Megan's like, great. I can just see your, your refrigerator, Megan. <laughs> I've seen pretty refrigerators, but don't get me I wrong. I can just but... see it. I just, I want our listener to know, like you can call Megan and you can hire her to help you, right? You can reach out to her and say, I need help because this is your time. It's 2023. It's time to put you front and center priority. And that's what the show and the now what society is all about. It's getting to that point of making a shift right? Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, all of it has to shift. So I just want to say, Megan, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's been great to hear your story and a little bit more about you. Tamar, anything else? No, just so much fun. Come join us in the community. I mean, I, I what went through my head as you guys were talking about recipes, because Megan, I already know that Lane loves to just whip things up is I say on one of our upcoming retreats, we do a little uh, vegan dish mm -hmm. cook off. Yeah. And then I so am, fun. I am going to nominate myself to be one of the judges. So if you want to join us on one of these retreats, make sure you come you and join us. a vegan cheese board challenge. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tamara, thanks so much for hanging out. It's been fun. Thanks, Megan. Thank, thank you so much. It's been fun. What do you think of that Megan Swan? I think it's very cool that she mentioned, like I said, the one size fits all, especially when it comes to being plant-based. Yeah. You know how she said, I'm 80% of the time I'm plant-based because you mm -hmm. don't meet a lot of people like that. It's usually hardcore all in. Yep. It's never kind of that balance where it's mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. just be more mindful of what you're putting in your body. And I prefer 80%. I thought that was very, very cool. The cheese I'm a little sad about whenever the 
topic of cheese comes up, but I am going to make a, an effort this year to work on that. Yeah, I really appreciate her kind of just walking through her story a little mm-hmm. bit. And I, I was so in awe of her. I just decided to stop drinking and then I haven't had a drink again. And I didn't go through a program. I was like, what ha-? Like, you know, I'm always just fascinated by that. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I love it so much. Uh, so that was really nice to hear. And I also love this idea of lentils. I love lentils. I want to get one of her recipes for lentils, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really glad that she opened 2023 for us. Yeah, me too. It's going to be I a hope good that year. she'll join us in the community. So maybe we should invite her in. That would be, I think she'd be a great um, member. Yeah, I think so. And we can all take turns and, you know, doing your cooking classes. Cooking classes. <laughs> That's right. The cooking classes. It's going to happen. I know. It will. Yeah. All right, tomorrow. I'll see you later. <laughs>